This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. Welcome to F This Week, podcast number 51, recorded October 4th, 2012. I'm Chuck. With me here in the studio is Audra. Audra Smash! (laughs) And joining us via the magic of the inner tubes, as always, one! I like the inner tubes. Indeed. I was simulating that earlier, checking your mic. Yeah. It was great. I wish I could have. Did you record it? No. Aw. Juan heard He's it. He's like, though. hold on, let me go check Audra's mic. No! <laughs> He's like, no! <laughs> it was funny, though. We were having a good time. So, you know, you know what the top five search terms were today on Google? Or, or at least. Holy I guess in the crap. states. What? Um, Obama, Romney, debate, jobs, and, and Big Bird. <laughs> Big Bird. Big yeah. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, fuck the politics, but the Big Bird memes going around are just awesome. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes, they are. Everything from Big Bird with like a "will work for food" sign <laughs> to like Big Bird like flipping off the camera, like Big Bird with like playing Angry Birds. I want my Big Bird. <laughs> that's awesome right there nice. man <laughs> one with the mickey rooney i know that's awesome out of nowhere yeah honestly though i mean after after the debate i still honestly am just undecided on who i'm gonna vote for <laughs> I, I guess i'll just have to watch all the debates did I, you see i mean what what's important to me is i think we need better schools for our children and we need more jobs for Americans, and we need to cut the deficit. Those are the things I believe in, and I'm just I'm having a hard time because well, both you know, sides. If it's a legitimate deficit. The body has ways of shutting that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what the body politic Juan, or what? Wow, very nice. Juan just very nice. Pitches that shit right out there. <laughs> See, but Jack Johnson and John Jackson both believe in those things, so. No, what Audra's getting at here is that apparently, like ninety percent of of the public like policy listings were identical. So it was kind of like eighty uh, percent, four out of five. So what it really comes down to is, is everybody has different ways of doing it. But we're not talking about that on the debate. So who cares? So pointless. I, Jack Johnson, want better schools for our children. But I, John Jackson, want even better schools for our children. You know what I would like? I would like everything. I think... I I don't really want to pay for it. I think your position doesn't go too far enough. (laughs) New trauma. Prescient. Ouch. I made a few trauma joke in class the other day and nobody got it. But they made a Simpson professor made a Simpsons joke like five minutes later and everybody got it. One of my students made a Futurama joke in class the other day. 
Oh, that's cool. It was awesome. I was like, okay, that rocks. Hell yeah. And whenever someone does it, I have to like stop and give them props. I can't just like not acknowledge it. You know? Granted, it was, the, I did make the, we'll get our own whatever with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Pro- probably not the best place for it, but, and I get this shocked look from a bunch of people and I'm like, uh, Futurama. I think he has a gambling problem, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, tell me. Uh, and drinking. <laughs> Wait, Juan, didn't you make like a season two Simpsons reference last time? Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, like seasons say like two through eight were really the ones that me and my brother watched. Yeah, the me crap too. Out of, me so. too. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first one I remember really, really like you know, just getting into and remembering well was the one where Bart uh, is determined to jump over Springfield Gorge on his skateboard. <laughs> and then uh, Homer goes to stop and he can't convince him not to do it. And Bart just is going to do his thing. So Homer shows up at the plate, you know, and all the kids are waiting on one side of the gorge and Bart's ready to do the stunt. And Homer shows up and tries to talk him down. And as he comes up, as he as he comes over to the edge of the gorge, he's like, "Son, I love you," and, and he tells him, that "You know, was just the, don't, 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 yes, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't." And he tells him that he loves him, and he just doesn't want him to get hurt. And he's like, "Oh, Dad, oh, son," but Homer like accidentally steps on the skateboard as they're talking. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. "But then, like, you know, when he's in midair, he does like that. I'm king of the world. This is the best feeling I've ever had in my life." <laughs> yeah, and then he fall and he like does the wily e. coyote thing, like just falls all the way down, like That's hitting his the head. Problem. Probably the most used clip of... Oh, it's great. And then the ambulance carries him up with that cable carrying the gurney, and it keeps Ow. hitting his head. Ow. Against, like, <laughs> Ow. 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 And then the ambulance goes and drives off. And he and falls crashes out the into, back. A tree, into a tree. And, and his gurney falls, falls out the back, falls back down, and he does the whole thing all over again. When I saw that for the first time, I must have been, I don't know, 12 11 or 12 and <laughs> yeah. I had just never seen anything like that and it was just awesome I know that that kind of Simpsons gag is really common now you know like the stepping on the rake you're like oh they were doing that you know, repetitious but, uh, humor long before like family guys yeah oh yeah <sighs> yeah like the, the I don't know what episode it was from but uh, Bart going ouch quit it Ouch! Or like uh, them in the back of the car screaming, "Are we there yet?" And Homer going, "No." Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's got. Oh, I gotta love season two Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You know, Audra and I have been catching up on How I Met Your Mother because, like. You know, I saw the new episodes on the DVR, and I'm like, yeah, we're oh, like, crap. we better go back a little bit and kind of get resituated. So we're back, like, right around the time that uh, Robin meets. Uh, it's the beginning of last season. The psychologist. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, Kumar's. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to remember it. Yeah, that guy. I forget his name. In, What's his name? <laughs> in real life, that guy is like so cool. It's beyond. He's beyond cool. I know. Well, a couple weeks ago when we were doing this show, I was like, oh, he's doing a live live tweet thing. And you're like, who cares? Remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was old I me. I reject your reality me. and substitute my And own. old me was apparently a complete jack. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is a common day. occurrence. <laughs> Indeed. Well, oh. you know, You've also been watching Big Bang Theory. <laughs> well, you know what? Consider this. 
At least I'm improving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm heading in the right oh, direction. Yeah. You're basically a season behind, effectively. Yeah, yeah about that. <clears throat> but okay. I, I had this thought, you know, when we started watching it again, it occurred to me that, you know how The Simpsons, if you, if you think about it, The Simpsons is really like modern day Flintstones. It's the same show. It's just... Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're different characters. But it's the same show. It fills the same purpose. It's just that it totally represents 90s culture instead of 50s culture. That's a good And they're question. Laramie cigarettes, not Winston. Right. Yeah. Like, who's a bigger douche, Homer or Fred Flintstone? Fred Flintstone. I, th- I think Fred Flintstone probably By a long is. Shot. Yeah. Because the 50s were not a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. one, one could make that argument to say he's a product of his generation, you know? Sure. But that makes him no less of a douche. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fred is a yep. total Agreed. douche. <laughs> because back then, selling cigarettes to children was acceptable. <laughs> And that's not even the worst part of it. I, mean, no, I just thought he was a dick to his wife, usually. That was that was but, I mean, probably that, the worst of it. The, the Flintstones was kind of like the uh, the mature humor cartoon for its, its yeah. day. It was the Simpsons of In the In the same way as the yeah. Simpsons was and now is a kid's show. But like, it, and in the way that South Park started out as well. It's like for a generation, there's that kind of pushing the boundaries of comedy cartoon and and yeah it's it's it fills the same slot you're right yeah yeah God, so- can you believe that stuff used to push the boundaries i still remember <laughs> when our school like was in a tizzy over someone wearing one of those bart simpson shirts that said underachiever and proud of it now i understand why a school would be now against that like, message please, but please wear the shirt but now they're like oh yeah just you know bart simpson fine you know just yeah eat, eat everyone's shorts it's fine we're we're hip with the with the kids these days just you know just you know cover your pierced nipples you know? <laughs> yeah you know the so so what i was thinking though is we were watching how i met your mother and i it occurred to me that how i met your mother is essentially like the modern day version of cheers yeah that's a pretty that good sense. analogy i mean you know it's, they're in the bar it's like a this group of adult friends that you know yeah that hangs out in a bar and yeah, and they know each other in that same way, even though it's not all in the bar like Cheers is pretty much. I mean, they obviously they left the bar sometimes, but it was rare. I mean, but yeah. but it's the same kind of grouping of people and the same kind of story. We're telling the same kind of story. It's just through the modern eye, you know? And And it really interested me how the various roles get filled, like... And we were talking about this, uh, Audra, because Audra had said, "If I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Audra had said that that she really doesn't like Ted." <laughs> yeah, I know, big secret, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't and like, I'm like Ted. You're not and supposed to like Ted. It's Ted like is Scrubs, kind of a dick, like, you know. When we start, like, if we sit down to watch Scrubs, I have to like steal myself because I hate JD. JD is a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 the funny thing is, is what made me think of this weird combination. I know this is kind of a weird thing, but walk with me here. You know, in in Cheers, you had, um, gosh, what's his name? Sam? Sam. Sam. Yeah. You had Sam. And Sam was- Jeez, come on. This is like your generation, not mine. <laughs> yes. I was like five, and I remember- <laughs> Yeah, I was on the very, very And Juan wasn't even born Cheers. when Cheers came out. Okay, so I've slept since then? <laughs> there was Sam and Diane and Woody and Carla and Norm and Cliff and- How can you not remember these people? They're like TV icons. <laughs> I've been to the actual Cheers bar. Have you? No. Yeah. It's in Boston. I knew that. 
<laughs> Actually, uh, they did use the exterior of it once for filming. So the stairway going down into it is the oh, one. Sorry, that you sorry, see. little sidebar here. J Bob's leaving. <laughs> oh. oh, bye, J Bob. I didn't know he's here. Cool. He was on hotel Wi-Fi. He's having problems. Nice. <laughs> I'm so well. Sorry that you're having problems. Here, I'll, I'll do the thing. <laughs> Nice. Perfect. The short version of it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's sweet. Anyway, but the interior was entirely different because the real one is right. like those downstairs Boston things that there's. It's like three like closets put together and fifty <laughs> people in it. You know. Anyway, so Sam though you kind of liked him, but he was kind of a dick too, right? And the way they portrayed that was that he was he was a womanizer. He was right. like this guy that that had these problems. He I gambled too much. I never understood the thing with him and, and Whoopi he, Goldberg. I never got that. Unrelated, but yeah, I didn't either. I'm with you. It's related. Um, but they essentially portray him in Cheers, his character in Cheers, not not him in his normal life, uh, as as this womanizer. And then the modern version of that, and this is where I was heading with all this, the modern version of that is like JD and Ted that are these like, I don't really know what I want. I'm wishy washy and I'm going to, I'm going to spend a lot of time whining about my feelings and pushing everybody around. When Ted meets uh, Victoria again, the, the baker uh-huh. who went to Germany, right. you know, and he sees her at the mm. wedding party and he wants, she's engaged and she's like about to be married in like uh-huh. days right. and he wants her to throw it all away to try again with him. All I could think of was JD doing that to, uh, to Elliot, you know, and just I'm like, stop digging people around, you know, you're a weenie, <laughs> you know, it's like, it didn't work. Well, that's what interested me was that that is, that's the new like portrayal of that guy well, that you don't kind of like. use so many dick metaphors. You know, you know, the problem that <laughs> you enough. run into with that too, is that you know that he doesn't wind up with her. <laughs> Right, well, yeah. Oh, In How um, I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Because she's not the girl with the yellow umbrella. You know, I've been thinking about that. (laughs) That Have you watched the first episode of the new season? No. Okay. Why does it actually give us some information that moves forward? (laughs) They're never going to. (laughs) Then if they don't show her face, then all I got... Well, actually, I remember reading that they did film some of the end because... Like they filmed the stuff with the kids at the end because they thought they might run long enough that the kids wouldn't look like kids. Yeah, they, fil- they filmed the kids back in like season two or three, the, the end result. Yeah. They filmed like a bunch of, bunch of footage of the kids. But So this, this yeah, could go anyway, so it could be anybody. I mean, <laughs> all they got to do is put a fucking raincoat on and it could be that. <laughs> yeah, just the way that that story goes, it, it's pretty clear that it's not. It's not her. <laughs> Victoria, yeah. Which is good for Victoria. I, I think she seems pretty cool, actually. Yeah, she's so cool. Yeah. She deserves better, I think, than yeah, Ted. Yeah, than Ted. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> she's been my favorite Ted reject. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I was going to say, I I, th- I think so. I think so. The te- So what do you think of the chances it'll just be Robin after all this? Nah, I, I don't think so. But I can't see Robin and Barney. Well, either. I mean, in the first in the first episode, they said, "And that's how I met your aunt Robin." <laughs> so, so that one shut down. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yep. I bet Robin doesn't hook up with anyone in that group. Really? Eventually. Yeah, I, I bet she run. fulfills her dream of like going abroad and being like this wicked journalist person. Well, we know that she goes to Japan and other stuff in the future. He mentioned that before, but but yeah, I bet she either never marries or, or gets married to like a you know, a guy from a different country or, or something different, you know. It's funny, you know, I spent so much time watching her in How I Met Your Mother that when I saw her on the screen in Avengers, I saw Robin. I'm like, holy crap, Robin's on the bridge. And now I haven't watched How I Met Your Mother in so long, but I have been watching yeah, Avengers like nonstop that. since the DVD came out. So when I watched How I Met Your Mother, I'm like, holy crap, it's Hill. <laughs> you know, I, I feel Quick, bad. say take off is not authorized. <laughs> I know. I, I feel kind of bad for saying this, Chuck, because I know, I mean, and I think that she's cool, but just when, when I watch the Avengers, I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel like such a, a jerk saying this, but there's something no, say, about Kobe Smulders. You got you to gotta stick with the dick <laughs> metaphors tonight. Yeah. I, I feel like such a cock, right? No, um, I, I feel like Kobe Smulders is just like, she's attractive and she's a cool person and everything, but all the other people in the movie have this kind of star power. Like, you put her... I changed my mind about that, by the way. All right, let me, let me, let me put I it like this. I agreed with if you, you put, when you said that. If you put me in a room with Kobe Smulders, I would look like, you know, I don't know, like a Halloween mask. You know, I mean, she's amazing. She's beautiful. <laughs> you know, say that. <laughs> but you put her in a room with like Scarlett Johansson and she doesn't look that big movie star. She looks like a TV actor. You know what I mean? And when you put you her, what, when you surround her with like some of the most I, beautiful people in the industry, I don't know. She I looks think, I, think I have two points. I have two points to say to that one, because you've seen her in how I met your mother and like nothing else Then that, right. that pre- gives you a prejudice towards that thinking. And two, she's, basically extra number seven just above the galaga guy i mean she's there to <laughs> say the extras lines i changed and, my mind about like, that I, mean, too. I, sh- I, I don't really know if she really has that much of a of a like she doesn't have an arc she doesn't really say much of anything right, right she just says right. here's what's going on she is basically the the She's like in if she if this was a Star Trek movie, her role would be played by Majel Barrett as the computer. I changed I changed my mind about that. I I agreed with you when you said that she looked plain compared to Scarlett Johansson and everybody else at the time. And I felt exactly like you do, Juan, when we came out of seeing this the first time once, right? But having yeah. watched it about se- seven times now, <laughs> she's worn you down. No, I, you, know, <laughs> you know what? The first time I saw it, even on the DVD. I number one, I think that she does hold up with the other act, actors and actresses there. I think I think Juan's right in that having seen her only in How I Met Your Mother, I am kind of preloaded to see her as a TV actor. But I think she holds up. I think she has a lot to offer, and I think that I think that she may have a whole lot more staying power than we we think. Oh, that's she's cool. just on the well, beginning. Cool. It's like for the same reason, like when, how I started watching How I Met Your Mother, I could only think of um, what's her name? Uh, oh yeah, oh um, Allison Hannigan. Yeah, you can Allison only Hannigan. Buffy? I could only think of her. Yeah, as one time you know, band, band camp. camp. Yeah. yeah, and then later as Willow when I started watching uh, <laughs> when I started watching Buffy, and then it's like, okay, well, it's, it's just that you you see a, uh, an actor do a character enough that it just gets into your mind that that's who they are where it's, you know, it's like why I can't take, 
uh, same with Cal Penn when he guessed it on how I, now I remember his name uh, on how I met your mother. It's it's like wow, okay, so it's um, what's his name? That guy, on, that guy uh, is a House. good actor. Yeah, uh, Kutner or yeah. Kutner or something like that. Right. Lawrence. Yeah, Kutner. It's been a while. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But holy crap! No, okay, but I all but one. I also and I would totally have agreed with you as well that she had this bit part. But having watched it, yeah, I mean, okay, look, she is not one of the superheroes. But if you think about it, she appears on screen only slightly less than Nick Fury. That's true. And and honestly, and and I have to admit that when when they, you atta- know, who she is, she's Lieutenant Hawk from Star Trek. I First think when Contact. they attack the bridge. That's when it really. That's when this this argument that I agreed with before kind of goes to shit for me. It's like watching when they attack the bridge, and and there's a grenade, and she says grenade and jumps between the grenade and the other guy, and and then the grenade blows her halfway across the room, and all this other uh, all this other stuff goes down, and then the guy they're getting ready to pop that guy's getting ready to pop fury, and she shoots him between the eyes from like across the room. Yeah, she's more right. than she's more than an extra. I still think though that well, she just doesn't I, carry the same star power, like just the kind of innate well, no, no, star like, power like, that some people seem to have. You, you remember the example I'm trying to use here, like uh, Lieutenant Hawk from First Contact, the yeah. the, the helmsman guy, yeah, 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 I remember. played by Neil McDonough, that guy. He has a character, he has a definition, and he has a big part of the story. But ultimately, the story's not about him. I, I just think... He gets turned into a Borg and blasted off into space. And she takes a grenade in the face and, and tells uh, Nick Fury to go shoot a guy with a, uh, a rocket launcher. I would, ag- a, I would agree that she's, the story she's a is not about character. her. I would agree yeah. that the story is not about her. Uh, but the the bottom line is is that the story is not that much about Nick Fury either, you know. And, right, and that's yeah. And and yet nobody's going to say that about him. I'm I'm not I'm not saying she's a main character. I'm saying that I thought she was expendable. I thought she was like almost an extra the first time around. I disagree with that now. I think that yes, she's not a main character. I do, however, think that that she was a very noticeable character in it this you know the second time I watched it. You know what I found noticeable about her? Like Amanda Tapping, she often has kind of a nasally sound and I wonder if she <laughs> it doesn't have like kind of chronic congestion. You know, like like people with a lot of allergies, how they have just sort of a congested sound in their voice. Like, I don't know Audra, what you're talking about. It's true. Like if you Audra watch has the insight. If you watch SG One, like there are many, many, many episodes of SG One where Samantha Carter sounds like she has a bit of a head cold. Maybe she does. Well, no, I, I was going to say I bet she has chronic allergies. Hmm. Ha <laughs> At least I killed that boring thread had- about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of both Juan and I, may I please say, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> hey, uh, is a set in the chat tonight? I'm just curious. Uh, no. Oh, because I was going to say. Yeah, Badger, Exitron, Nitwit, Moon Pearl, Soleil, Space Gun, and Yay. other people popping in and out. Awesome. Aragorn's nice. girl was here. Cool. Hi to everybody. Well, I, I was wondering if a set was on because I was going to say I heard something really cool. Now, 
I'm going to talk sports for just a second. I know this is totally <laughs> weird. The Audra Sports Minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One minute. Everything I know. Um, I don't usually talk sports or get into sports a lot, but I've always been kind Good of. Night, a, everybody. I've I'm always been kidding. kind of a closet baseball fan. <laughs> Sorry, I've always ahead. been kind of a closet baseball fan from the time I was like two or three years old when I had like a big, like gigantic hollow plastic red baseball bat to, you know, playing, playing baseball in the yard when I was a kid to going to uh, minor league games with my dad to my dad buying me team sets and then, you know, starting to collect. I bought you stuff. a team set. You did. That's right. Of the, uh, the Orioles. And, uh, anyway, uh, so I, I've always kind of really, you know, been a baseball fan, even though I don't follow it super closely. There's like a place in my heart for baseball. Anyway, today, uh, it's kind of a big deal. Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers got a triple crown, which is a really, really big de- deal in baseball. Like only 15 people have ever done it. Uh, do you know what it is, Chuck? Or I have no idea. It's uh, it's where you get is the it three crowns placed on top of each other. <laughs> yes, it is. As a matter of fact, uh, and then is it like between a two beef patties and is it like a special it, sauce, lettuce, cheese? Is it a onions, cocktail? <laughs> oh, like Soleil crown? just tweeted to a set to get up to get back. Uh, he, got, <laughs> he got a triple crown, which means. In the entire American League, he had the highest batting average, the most number of home runs, and the highest number of runs batted in. Same guy, all three records, same league, same season. How many field goals? <laughs> uh, so, anyway, he's from Detroit, as so I thought of a set. Um, I was going to say, let's hear it for Detroit, because... so Let's three- hear it for Detroit! Boom, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Space Gun has a good theory. Sorry, going back to uh, Kobe Smulders. What is it? I bet you, I bet she'd make a good lead for a TV series featuring Shield characters. Yes, she I would. would. Agree with that. Yes, she that would. That would be a kind of a good like. Hey, remember that girl? She's dreading a Shield branch, and there's our Avengers TV series that's been rumored forever. God, that would be awesome, and that would be a great lead out from How I Met Your Mother I for would, her. I, I would, I would watch that. Oh, that wow. makes I would a watch whole that heck of a lot of sense. So 330 batting average, <laughs> 44 home runs, and 139 runs batted in. Way to go, Miguel Cabrera. Way to go, Detroit. Just had to say that. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Detroit, Detroit's kind of, I mean, these guys are kind of underdogs in terms of the economy, and it would be really awesome. The uh, Tigers are in the playoffs now basically because of this guy, and it would be really cool if they went to the World Series. Just saying. I'm just saying. Go your team. I, I'm sorry. I just don't know anything about it. Chuck just looked at me like, all right, who are you? And what have you done with our address? <laughs> <laughs> I have the hardest time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a big sports guy. Like, I don't know. I'll admit, though, if I were going to go to any, any professional sports game, it would be a baseball game. Because we went to a couple and they yeah, were fun, even if you together. didn't really, yeah. you weren't a big fan, you know, it was still fun. I've been to a basketball game and it was not that awesome. Basketball games are a little bit tougher because the stadiums can be so huge that you can get really far back and not really be able to see what's going on that well. Baseball games are a little easier to see what's going on, even if you're far away. Also, I don't know diddly shit about basketball. 
or yeah, hockey. So, well, so much of the cool stuff that happens in basketball is like stuff that or you kind of have to be close to see, you know. Football, I just loathe and resent. I, I have like I an unnatural it. kind of hatred for football. <laughs> I used to. It's, Space it's, not, it's really not fair. Baseball. Oh, good point. That's kind of <laughs> true. It's kind of like baseball happens while you're there. It's, it's you're very not really relaxed. watching it. <laughs> absolutely. You're absolutely right. Also, the tickets are much more reasonably priced. Like you can you can get fifteen twenty dollar tickets to a <laughs> especially game for here. our team. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, with the, the well, league figure, as it is, it's got to be cheap. <laughs> well, you figure that the Yankees eventually have to play us, at which point you know the tickets are actually probably the cheap Rangers there. beat the Yankees like once last year, which was just <laughs> like bizarro world. Apparently, People you just can't do, buy like, everything. Table flip thing. It's like all right, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's bizarre world. I was talking about baseball and if this week, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, the Audra Sports Minute. That's right. Hey, isn't there new Big Bang Theory on? Yes, there is. I do not like Sheldon's hair. He looks like that freaky Lee Jeans, Buddy Lee, <laughs> like <laughs> a grown-up version. He does. <laughs> oh my god, he's so supposed creepy. to be a creepy motherfucker. I mean, that's like what he is. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like his character. If he's not creepy, he's not doing it right. Yeah. Keep in mind, but, Sheldon is not a good person. <laughs> I know, no. but I mean, it, I don't know. He just looks odd. He looks like kind of creepy now. And before he just looked obnoxious. Oh, I don't know. I think I could find some snapshots of him being really creepy in previous seasons. Any yeah, of that tell, that, tell that Sheldon slick, to smile? That's that, bad. That slick little curved <laughs> palette of creepy. hair. His mother had him tested. <laughs> Man. He had that at uh, at Comic Con. He was wearing that plaid shirt and that creepy hair, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's Buddy Lee." Freak me out. Grown up, Buddy Lee, all grown up. I don't know. You know the. I thought you said something really, uh, really on the spot the other night when we watched the first episode from the new season. You you told me I was like, man, you know. Well, anyway, I I told you how I felt about it, and you said. This this is very much like Chuck Lorre. Like, oh yeah, Chuck you're, like, you're like, what is it about this show that it's like, it's kind of funny but kind of creepy? And I'm like, yeah, that's Chuck Lorre. <laughs> it, is. it is. You know, the guy is really funny and has a real sense for it, and yet he's kind of creepy at the same time. So what's creepier, Sheldon's haircut or Leonard's like busting out of his skinny jeans? <laughs> you know, I, those like I, I, spandex jeans he was wearing. This show has not been strong on first episodes of seasons. Like when they get back from the Arctic, that was pretty funny. It's like okay. the whole the whole twenty two minutes was just beard jokes for the most part. Yeah, that was weak. That was beard funny. jokes and hey, Penny wants to have sex jokes. I that mean, was funny too though. It was funny, but it's it just wasn't within the tone of the rest of the. I don't know. It's like anytime this show wants to put on a story that lasts more than fifteen minutes, then it kind of it's like it starts to fall apart a little bit. It's really good for a really tight story that can last one episode, but you try to you try to bring yeah. more drama into it, like Howard's up in a freaking space station, and that was fun. I don't know if it really plays all that well. It was a simple joke, but I I actually kind of like that. Like I got a kick out of that he actually did go to space. It was funny. The launch of him was funny in la- at the end of last season. That was hilarious. You know who I like is the uh, the Russian astronaut who always like floats <laughs> by and makes some comment. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He so, always <laughs> just like floats by and makes some comment. Or just I mean, looks like, what a God. great scenario for a sitcom, you know? 
astronaut floats by, snarks, leaves. Hey, wasn't I didn't look this up, but didn't somebody didn't some like individual space tourist just outbid NASA for one of the seats they needed on the launch for uh for the Russians? Jeez, really? That's I remember somebody go look. I'm I'm too lazy or I I'm <laughs> I'm like focused on the podcast here so I don't but I could swear I saw that's that. That's not an argument that we need more private space travel. I, I know. know. Holy crap. Well, I was just like, wow, that's just sad. You know, when like somebody that just wants to dick around outbid NASA on a seat to get to the space. It's like, damn. That's just another sign that government is too big. That's two signs. No, that's two <laughs> signs. That's sign that number one is we need something for space exploration other than, oh, sure. You know, it'll just be fine. We'll just use the Russians. And number two, we need some commercial travel because hey people are willing to pay an asshole of money for that stuff somebody get on it <laughs> richard you know? branson's gonna figure that i like out. too that it, it's now like china's like yeah we're gonna go to the moon and do it by ourselves Good luck and india's that. like yeah we're gonna go to mars and do it by ourselves and we're all like it's like um you know oh yeah you guys might want to oh, wrap yeah? it up again. well i'm going yeah. to alpha centauri i'm gonna do that all by myself huh with blackjack and hookers <laughs> in fact forget the, <laughs> forget the blackjack I, I think the point is, is that, you know, nice. America, you, you had it for a while, but get your shit back together. Come on. Agreed. Let's get, no let's arguments. get some fucking space program going on hey, again. Hey, no arguments there, man. No arguments there. Same sentiment. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't know, man. I, I think that, I mean, I would love that, but I just think that right now on, you know, to kind of give the benefit of the doubt to the people in charge of things i think they're trying to make sure like we get fed first a lot of people here are just like kind of scraping by and fucked. i know it sucks yeah, well, that's the american dream right just getting by right i don't know i don't know are you are you starting a? are you starting something well we're going down this path aren't we <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Well, let's not open that one up because that's just going to get ugly. (laughs) Closed. Okay. (laughs) One thing we can all agree on is that it would be. Wait a minute. We've got an outsider opinion. Leave it alone. It would be really nice to, you know, have some way to get to space without being outpid by a tourist. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm just saying that's just sad. Okay. Aw. We got to pony up more because people want to take pictures out of the ISS and tell their friends they went to space. Your cousin is I believe this nation should have the goal before this decade is out of being able to outbid all these private citizens for being able to get up to our own damn space station. (laughs) That's that's pretty fucking awesome right there. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now that's a goal everyone can get behind. Well, if things keep Uh, going like, like they're going, I mean, we'll have a lot more people who are like millionaires who can afford to do that, you know? <laughs> I rolled my eyes. I'll there, be, will, uh, yeah, <laughs> there will be no middle class. There will be like a whole bunch of like people starving in abject poverty hey, and then like we'll lots and lots of people tourists, okay? flying around in spaceships, you know? It'll anyway. be like medieval Germany or something. You think Big Bang's going to get better? <laughs> well, yeah, the first episode is definitely not one to judge this this show on. I mean, the... The standalone, the standalone stories have always been the strongest. So, uh, I, I, I don't definitely know. This, this one was basically up. all arc. So, yeah. no. Boy, it's you know just, what is it with that? That's like when I heard that uh, there was a TV program coming out. That's uh, or there, there were uh, what is it? Uh, gosh, what's his name that did Babylon Five? 
Stravinsky, is that his name? I forget. Anyway, the guy. That was Rite of Spring. Anyway, the creator of. Straczynski? Yeah. J. Michael Straczynski? Thank you. I'm I'm always bad with that name. Um, And and the Wachowski siblings are going to actually put together a TV show. They're pitching that it looks like it might get made. Yeah. And my first thought was, is wow. It depends on whether you take the best of both or the worst of both, right? Either we're going to get something that is incredibly thoughtful, interesting, and with a long, you know, well thought out planned story. Or we'll get like an orgy with really bad hair and production value. <laughs> or, or we'll get something. An underground rave orgy with like those goofy, like high, high rise forehead <laughs> haircuts. <laughs> or we'll get. That's pretty funny. Isn't that the plot of the second Matrix movie? Yes. <laughs> Or, yeah, but with bad production. Or we'll get something I was oh. thinking that will be so incredibly hard to follow <laughs> that you can't figure it out with a story arc that is way more important than character's production value or anything else. What a little production value with my porn. And that's it, you know? I mean, because I had trouble getting into Babylon 5 in the long term because it was so focused on the story arc that that dis- right. that, that there was more enjoyment for me going on you know wikipedia and reading the story arc you know those old trojan soldiers that had those it, like you know? those brush helmets like you know the the helmets with like the, the, the brush helmets. yeah yeah those like brush the toilet brush yeah, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah yeah i always thought that guy in babylon 5 his hair looked like that but just turn it like 90 degrees the other way God. it was like a brush helmet going across the back of his head I guess the one thing that really kept me off Babylon 5 was the production design. You're right. And I've said that many times. Like, if Babylon 5 had had the, uh, uh, had had Okuda. <laughs> this from like the biggest Red Dwarf fan in the world. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is Red Dwarf, they made fun of it. So it was okay. Oh, speaking of Red Dwarf, holy crap. Was that tonight? Yes, it was today. Yeah, it was tonight, Ooh. which was, so yeah. On uh, Dave? Yeah, so we'll be flying to London later tonight to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote, flying to London. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they could broadcast it here. That would that would be cool. But be nice. Yeah. <clears throat> but no one in this hemisphere and, watches British TV. Yeah. Well, not legally. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> they could make so much money. I don't know about that, but it'd be nice if they showed they it to us. They could make some money <laughs> they could make some much money <laughs> i'd pay some much money <laughs> i would i would pay big time no but red dwarf they just they just made fun of it you know New red dwarf if they were all you know what you know series what you know what the 10? 10 you know what the the funny thing is though i went back and i watched nine which mm-hmm. was essentially the three three-parter back yeah, to nine Earth. is nine is like how everyone else treats that last indiana jones movie like nine, i didn't think it was that bad but everyone treats it like it didn't exist it wasn't awful but or like that last terminator movie it was very much like babylon five it was like this we're really serious about this plot except the characters were all kind of funny and the production design wasn't quite up to snuff and instead of it being like, wow, this show is funny and I'm overlooking that stuff because this show is funny. It was all melancholy and it's not supposed to be. So There were all these like I'd forgotten how there were like all these, you know, there was this like, uh, you know, thoughtful music and there were these like soft focus shots of people. And you're like, what? You're like, really? I can't do it. I was trying to do that stupid wham song. No, I, I got it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, really? It's like, it's like, 
and and the Blade Runner thing at the end. Holy crap! Yeah, really? Don't remember. I guess I blocked it out. The last thing I remember is the end of season eight. It's supposed to be this really deep thing about how finding your creator, right? So they they essentially recreate the end of Blade Runner, where <laughs> after Lister <laughs> jump starts the Big Bang, <laughs> and, yet, and yet in a robberous where they do this thing that's just laughable, laughable, oh, it actually Oros. feels kind of cool. You know, you actually find yourself thinking, "Wow, that was kind of a thoughtful episode." Or when we find out that Lister's God. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 yet they do it entirely funny and they don't try to put it on you at all. Or when he plays pinball with the planets. <laughs> or uh, uh pool. He plays pool that with was the funny planets. Shit yeah. right there. But yeah, I just anyway. I've heard Red Dwarf Ten. I don't know if you've heard this one, but I heard that Ten was kind of like the old stuff. It was funny. Yeah, I heard that that's what they were you know, they they did they tried the the TV movie thing and it didn't quite work. And they're like, you know, we had a winning formula of what people were wanting us to bring back. So let's do that. Let's go back to that original series and, you know, was figure out how that worked and write more like that. <laughs> that was a very important point, Chuck, and it had to be made. But might I suggest <laughs> nice. that the rest of this conversation be conducted by those of us with brains larger than a grape. <laughs> that's awesome little Crichton there Crichton's always been my favorite also been watching some of the new robot chicken nice it's still just great it's fantastic they did they did a DC comic special and uh, and then they're like a few episodes into did you ever see the go-go gadget which one <laughs> oh I don't know I mean it's the inspector gadget well, the go-go, go-go gadget cage? go-go dancer yeah the go-go dancer yeah yeah that was funny we saw that at Comic Con. <laughs> they just keep going back to the shot and zooming on his junk. Come on, you've thought that you've wondered. You've wondered what gadgets. Oh junk my god, did. that's funny. You know it. Actually, I hadn't. Oddly, I'll just like I somehow am. I had. Yeah, I have now. now. <laughs> and if they don't, then Robot Chicken has fixed that from here on out. A little feather teaser on the end. You know what? The other one. This this meme that keeps persisting, and I keep I keep going back and forth with default profit about it. That that I'm wondering when this meme is going to die. You know that Upham Gungum style video, that music video. Nope. You know what? I've I've seen that about fifty times, and I haven't had time to look it up. I have no idea what that is. Tell me about it. I'd um, really like to know. It's a Korean singer um, uh, riding an invisible horse on his in his music video, and. One of the verse, Are one sure of the chorus lyrics like- is, hey, sexy lady. And it's just, I don't know. It's just this song that's caught on. Are you sure he's um, not just like jacking off? Or- <laughs> no, but what's happened is that it's become a meme. So yeah. like they're remixing it into different things. Nice. Um, if you get, uh, both of you know, know nothing about it, then. <laughs> well, no, no I've, I've seen the reactions to it and I realized that it had become a meme because I see people essentially referencing its cultural significance, but I, I had not gone to look it up and see what happened. Yeah, it's, it's basically it's, it's in the remix phase where it's, it's like, you know, the, um, <laughs> where Skyrim had the the it used to be an adventure like you, but then I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah. There was that kind of part where it starts getting remixed into different source material. Right, right. Sure. It's in that phase, and I keep going back. I keep 
trying to bring up examples of default profit is like, hey, is it dead yet? Look at this. You know, it's a somebody made a latte and they in the foam they drew the guy's face and it's hey, sexy latte. <laughs> nice. I think. D- and, D- and I'm like, is it so- dead yet? And he's like, no, it's still going. It's awesome. He he, he seems to want it to last forever. Uh, DP said the other day on Twitter, I think something like. Uh, he loved dubstep so much that if he could install like a dubstep chip in his brain that would change everything to dubstep, <laughs> he would. <laughs> you know, he's been wearing me down on that. It's like every so often he'll send me another link. It's like, hey, look, here's some more dubstep. I think step. I think you'll like it. It's like, uh, fine. That's awesome. And that may be all I need. And what's to awesome know. is when you finally wear down and you're like, okay, okay, I'm listening to dubstep. People are like, dubstep sucks. <laughs> Exactly. Well, exactly. I got That's into pogs long after they had fallen out of fashion. <laughs> you got into what? Pogs. Pogs. I mean, what is that? Pogs. Oh, you don't know what pogs are? I do. I don't. I got that reference. <laughs> 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 nice. Oh, man. Sorry. So it's Captain you, America, you know? Are you going to tell me or? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Nice. you. You're cool. That was she was pointing to like Abby or somebody. Yeah, you're okay. Oh man, that was a great joke I saw. Never mind. (laughs) That keep talking. I'll find it. That good, huh? (laughs) Holy crap! I'm trying to think of what else we've been. We, you know, what we've been watching that's that's just awesome. Oh, that was what it is. Sorry, this is like I I was out the other day with my. uh, with my girlfriend and she ordered a beet salad and I and the waiter turned to me and asked what I wanted. I said, Oh, I'll have a dubstep salad. And they says, Oh, what's that? It's like, oh just it's the same thing, just drop the beat. But um God. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, oh no. But as the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, this That's is pretty like funny. embarrassingly funny. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those ones is like, why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> it's funny. Why you no laugh at dubstep joke? <laughs> Sorry, continue with your actual intelligent conversation. <laughs> Why are you so stupid? I forgot. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> it's It happens. I haven't really been getting a whole hell of a lot of sleep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think... Oh, I know what I was going to say. We were, we have, Audrey and I have been watching some uh, um, Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, yeah, the old uh, British comedy. Well, it's not Ooh, old, I, I but I just like started a rewatch of uh, Are You Being Served? Oh, well, you got a bit. Oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah. I, I think my one of my favorite episodes, if not the favorite of that, is uh, Camping In. Yes, I just watched that. <laughs> yes, yes. I love, I think my favorite line in that whole thing is... Uh, when let's see, Shirley Brahms has that like short little. Oh, like what? She's wearing the pajama and like the pants she's are missing the one pajamas, leg. But she's got it. Oh no, that, that was um. What's his name? Has the. Oh yeah, Mr. Lucas. Leg. That's right. Yeah. Um. Shirley has the men's. Uh, oh, and they're on uh, backwards. But right? she's got no. She yeah. She's got the pants on backwards, and she's got the uh, the top kind of tied. Yeah, and uh, I think it's Mrs. Slocum. She's like, you know. Uh, like what? What would happen if there was a fire or something? Like, she was naked. She's like, I normally sleep naked. Like, what would happen if there was a fire? She's like, well, I'd be the first one to be rescued. 
probably true. <laughs> That's my favorite line in that episode. And my favorite moment in the episode is when uh, Mr. Humphreys comes out in his pajamas. <laughs> my God, he's got the uh, kimono. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then when uh, when Captain Peacock is standing outside of Mrs. Slocum's tent and all you hear is this like... <laughs> you know what's funny is when i watched that when i was younger i i kind of just saw them all as characters and now i really loathe captain peacock he is a bad dude like that is i i watch this and it's like these are not really good people this is like out of the the kind of i'm better than you um mentality from that kind of class level yeah it's, it's a comedy all British about stuff. social class yeah the the best the most real like straightforward characters on that show are mr humphreys and, and miss brahms yes because if you true. if you think about it they're the only ones that are like pretty honest about who and what they are and seem to respond reasonably well to everybody else yeah like everybody else is either a complete bastard you know, a, a, you know what's great a, a, about a, Captain Peacock though is he is the epitome of shit flows downward. Oh God! Like oh, that, God, that, that ep- awesome. episode in like the first or second series where um, he walks in with a bowler hat and oh, uh, his, awesome. his boss says, "You know, actually, it's only uh, department heads and managerial staff that are allowed to wear bowler hats. You can wear uh, whatever the hat is with the uh, uh, jug ears. Jug ears." Something like that, yeah. His, no, his and, boss and, is Jug Ears. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Yeah. Um, Crap. I can't remember his name. Uh, Rumbled. Yeah, Mr. Rumbled. Yes. And and he said, you know, he berates him for wearing a bowler hat. And then Humphreys walks in with the hat that um, he recommended that um, that uh, Humphreys. Oh, uh, yeah. That Rumbled peacock recommended wear, yeah. Peacock wear. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, if I can't wear my hat, I'm going to berate him for wearing his hat. And then he. Um, what what's the other the really junior member's name in the menswear? Lucas. Lucas. He Mr. then berates Lucas. Mr. Lucas for not wearing a hat. <laughs> it's like all this shit flows downward stuff. It's it's the perfect kind of like he is the the um stereotypical I get crapped on by my manager, so I have to crap on everyone else. Yeah. Guy. But the thing is, is like if you think about it, like like Rumbold is a douche. Like a complete douche. Like Rumbold doesn't even Rumbold's see the people who work for him as people. That's what bothers me is that he's also incompetent. He can't yeah, follow. Okay, he's not listening yeah, but to he's what not anyone good is at his saying. Job, but when it comes down to not good, is that's one thing. But he doesn't see people as people. He thinks that the people that work for him are subhuman. You know. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Is that he's not. If you look at any of the off of his office scenes. He's not actually ever listening to anybody, so he never picks up on what they're actually <laughs> saying. So he always gets confused about the situation. He never knows what's going on, which only helps to widen the the, the gap between him and the rest of the employees. And then Peacock is like absolutely torn between crapping on everyone to establish his place and cheating on his wife. That's, yeah. That's all he does. You know, I mean, he's just a complete dick. And, and you know, okay. You Still, know, the Slocum pussy jokes are pretty funny. They are. Oh my god, the classic. <laughs> the Slocum is the is the funniest part of that whole show. I mean, she makes that show. I Juan, Juan did you ever <laughs> see um, the uh, oh. Grace and Favor 
Oh, uh, the keeping up appearances where they go. It's like the the show after the show where it's they keeping go keeping up appearances no. some more. Yeah, where yeah. They, they go into the. You've never I seen have it. Not seen it yet, but oh I will be watching God. it after this. You yeah. are gonna freaking love it. It is awesome because it, it's like the show is so classic and so good, and you establish all these long character relationships and everything. And then in the end, when they all they all basically retire together in this home, and it is so the basic funny. story. Oh my God! Is that is that when they get to the end? Young uh, Mr. Grace, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Mr. Grace. Oh, that very well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the, you, Mr. Grace. Young Mr. Grace, the second one, right? The young Mr. Grace uh, dies, and essentially the store is getting, you know, changing hands and all this other stuff, and he leaves them this... Es- like country estate. This country it, estate. Yeah. And he leaves it to them and to one of the bimbos that he's hooked up with. Yeah. And... <laughs> And they all end up having to move into it and make it work. Yeah, they all have right, to. Because like, that's the only way they can finance it. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, they can't sell it. And there's a guy, there's like a young woman who works there. She's like 19 years old and she's God, really she's nice, awesome. like farm girl. And then her dad is this old, like, bumpkin who's really Mr. Molterd. Literally, name. that's in her. Morris Molterd. And he used to date <laughs> Mrs. Slocum, like, back, like, 50 years before. And he has all these raunchy stories about her. And she and just he pretends doesn't care she, and is happy to tell she them. She pretends that she, she never knew him. Doesn't want anybody to know. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's a great setup. I would say that it's better than all of Are You Being Served put together. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I like Are You Being it Served. Is. I'm not putting it, it down. Better. There's this episode in the beginning where... Um, they're they're trying to get into town and they have to take like an old fashioned horse and cart and uh, and it takes place in the the time that it aired which is like the early 90s you know and there's a a cart in the way and the guy who was driving his cart like pulled over to to like take a leak on the side of the road see my piece yeah. story made it in and, uh, and Mrs. Locum doesn't see him like standing off on the side of the road, and all she sees is this cart in the way. So she like goes up and tries to like tell the horse to move over so they can get by it. And she ends right. up like the horse ends up taking off, and she gets arrested for stealing the horse. And then there's this huge thing where she has to go to the the country court and everything. And there's this woman judge who has the hots for Miss Brahms, so they try to like, oh, it's it's anyway, it's really funny. They end up bribing the the jury with the like last a, a turkey minute, or Mr. something. Mr. Moulter shows up and everybody thinks he's crazy. <laughs> and in reality, he just walks in at the last second and like waves the the waves this like pheasant the pheasant you know? up. And the and the judge is like, oh cool, oh, cool, you brought the pheasant that I did. I did all this to get from you. We're good, and just lets her go. You know. Oh yeah, he, he's like. Uh, Hang the bird in the cellar or whatever, and, and then Mrs. Passes Slocum out, right? passes yeah. out. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Classic, you know. It's got to be. It's got to be a, a turn like that for her. I don't know. Actually, I have this great class. That, <laughs> you remember that I'm the, one, taking. the haunted house one? Yes, <laughs> I have this great class that I'm taking. It's it's digital society, and uh, and we look at a whole lot of things like like uh, like race and in in class and so we're, and we're actually all the reading that we just did was about class so so yeah i bet there's a lot of stuff that applies to there is yeah, yeah. And i'm really excited to go in i get to go in tomorrow and so talk many about british it. shows are about class you know i mean well, keeping up appearances part of yeah life I suppose yeah i mean i i have cousins from from the uk and um you, you can see that creeping in and I mean, there was a, was a military family and stuff too. So it, a lot of lot of kind of old families, a lot of old uh, traditions, and a lot of military traditions, and it just winds up being this class thing. And I don't know if that's throughout the whole society there, but it's definitely uh, 
part of a certain cross-section. You know, I suspect that uh, when you look at keeping up appearances, it's probably like civilians look at the military. When most civilians think about the military, they picture themselves as officers, right? Yeah. But but in reality, it, I mean, most people aren't, right? I mean, that's not the way that type of system works. We look Much at, to Captain Peacock's dismay. Yeah, no even kidding. in Red Dwarf, yeah. you know, for Corporal for Peacock. Rimmer, it's all about getting to be an officer and looking down on guys like Lister. And well, that's it. But I think I was going to say I think we look at at British TV and stuff and British art, and we assume that we would be somehow in that middle or upper class. And you know, you know what I am? I'm I'm Onslow, man. I mean, that's, <laughs> seriously. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I. Uh... We have to invite our hyacinths to your birthday. <laughs> oh, noise! I don't know. I'm Daisy. I'm so Daisy. Oh my <laughs> god! The other night, Chuck and I were eating dinner. We were like sitting in bed eating vegetables, and I like dropped a pee on my chest, and it like rolled down into oh, my into my the bra. You know? Yeah, no, Sorry. like a, a green pea, <laughs> and it like rolled down into my bra, and I was I pointed to Chuck, I'm like, hey, hey, look, and, and she, I like, like I like out. picked it out and ate it, and then right that moment on the screen, Daisy on the exactly right, picked like food out of her chest <laughs> and ate it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm Daisy. Remember, remember no! at, at Target the other night we came in, and I'm like, look, look that lady, she's it's Daisy. <laughs> yeah. This woman looked exactly like Daisy. She looked nice. Yeah, when yeah. I, I liked she had, like, her when I saw her and, like, automatically. The two little barrettes. I'm like, it's Daisy. She's probably a nice person. She could be evil. I don't know. <laughs> but that's it, man. I would be Onslow. I am Onslow. I saw a guy today that looked just like House. <laughs> oh, wow. He was kind of a, a smaller, skinnier guy. He but ran like his scared, beard, right? His beard and everything. He looked just like Dr. House. Run like, away. Unless you're sick and he happens to have some exterior motive for wanting to fix you. I don't know. How's I'm just like, be, I'm just like I knew it wasn't house. him because he said it was lupus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy was like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't care about this guy. But House, like House himself is like pretty, pretty hot. How much of that house is? is pretty sexy. Who, Attitude? Yeah. Like if you Most didn't know him at all. I don't know, 80%. I could see that. This was I mean, fun, he, guys. He's kind of insane, but, but really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like that black swan syndrome, you know? <laughs> Thanks to the chat room for turning out again. He's the bad boy. Yay, Indeed. Chat Thank room. you. We'll see you next week, everybody. Uh,